Amara Keynes Dumas is suing three Colorado Springs police officers for excessive use of force for an incident that occurred in October of 2020. everybody welcome to the true crime squad i'm christy brower here with my sister co-host and partner in all things crime katie weaver well hello hello how's it going it's going lots of true crime going on in this house today right I've been down yeah. multiple rabbit holes and i think i'm at my head still there so i'm trying to come on back so we can uh, actually get our uh, recordings produced here but yeah there's there's a lot in my head. Wow. I hear you. I have been watching uh, The Watcher on Netflix. Oh. Have you seen that? Uh-huh. I got to say, they've taken some extreme creative license. Like, it's a TV show mm-hmm. based on the story about The Watcher and the house that, you know. Yeah. It's a very famous story. We've covered it. You've probably heard yeah. of it before. Um, it, this one's, it's actually quite a lot scarier because a lot more happens. But sure. it's it's based on that story. It's pretty interesting. I will not be watching that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you won't, huh? Oh, God. <laughs> no. I'm the biggest chicken tolerate. alive. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can't tolerate it. No. I and can't hate really, No. Yeah. No, there's a part of it you would hate. So, yeah. Yeah. No. Probably it's not happening. No. Yeah. I've been watching reruns of Bones and that's scary enough for me. Right. There you go. Oh, that, that'll Bones. do it. Yep. Okay. Well, I know you're going to kick us off with a bit of the creepy crime. Mm-hmm. Speaking of watching Bones, mm-hmm. just recently I saw a, a really uh, famous episode from that uh, series where Dr. Brennan and two others are kidnapped and buried alive. I don't know if you guys were Bones fans or remember th- that episode, but it is scary as hell. Yes, yes. It and is. the thought of being buried alive terrifies me beyond all uh, thought. In fact, it, just going through COVID and having some days where I could not breathe, mm-hmm. uh, I had thoughts like that, of, you know, how, how that would feel. Oof. So this case uh, particularly uh, I thought was terrifying. This happened just recently in Washington. A woman uh, had a restraining order on her husband and was separated and in the process of trying to leave him, which uh, in the domestic violence world we know is the absolute most dangerous time in a domestic violence relationship is when a woman or a man is trying to get out. And her soon-to-be ex-husband came by her home and kidnapped her, duct taped her, drove her out into the woods, stabbed her, and buried her. She told uh, police that she, from the hole she was in, she could hear him walking around the hole uh, and throwing dirt on top of her, burying her, and driving away. But she was conscious and had the presence of mind to start wiggling around, getting some air pockets, Mm -hmm. and moving enough. And it took her hours, but she managed to claw her way out of her grave. 
She was in the middle of nowhere. She ended up walking, stabbed and injured for 20 to 30 minutes before she got to a home where she pounded on the door, told them that her husband was trying to kill her. They called the police. And of course, she was uh, taken to the hospital with non-life for threatening injuries. Thank goodness. And uh, then they found him. So just a few hours later, a hiker saw his van kind of off the trail, not too far from uh, where this happened. And he was taken into custody and charged. Mm. So his name is Che Ann. And I'll show you a picture of him. So he is being charged with first-degree assault uh, with domestic violence, kidnapping with domestic violence, and attempted murder. And he's actually being held. This is in the Thurston County uh, Correctional Facility. And he's being held without bail. Good. Yeah. Yep. Working in domestic violence, I was amazed in years past when I would have um, someone whose abuser would get bail mm-hmm. after after a major incident like that. Like, what are you doing? You're just going to let him right back out so that he can go kill this person? Like, yeah. awful. And obviously, a restraining order didn't mean shit to him. You know, he no. walked right through it. No. Uh, there was actually an incident at the home earlier that day. The police were aware that something was up because... Neighbors had said they saw his van there and that they had heard a woman screaming in a struggle. So Mm -hmm. they were somewhat aware that something was going on, but hadn't found him. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they easily could have found him and never found her had she not lived through this, you know. Right. But what a baddie on her that she dug herself out of that hole and got herself to safety. And now her children get to continue having a mother. Yes. My God. So scary. Oh, the trauma of that. Oh. Well, I hope that uh, the uh, convictions pile up for him and the sentencing piles up for him and that she never, ever has to worry about this fool again. I know. Fingers crossed, right? Oh, yeah. Cow. Some pretty serious stuff. Hopefully <laughs> enough to keep him behind bars. Yeah. yeah, but you know how our justice system is. I just hope it's enough to keep him behind bars for a very long time to give mm-hmm. her a chance to recover and have a happy life without this nightmare. Right. And her kids to mm-hmm. give them a long time before they have to deal with him in any way. Yep. Oh, yeah. Without We're a fine. doubt. Mm-hmm. So good on her for living and Che, I hope that you go to prison forever. Yeah. Here, here. Yeah. Well, I'm going to turn the mic over to you for our main case. Yes. You may have heard this story that it actually happened a couple of years ago. Uh, Amara Keynes uh, Dumas mm-hmm. is a 17 year old child in October of 2020. She was having a mental health emergency. Mm-hmm. She had, she was at her boyfriend's apartment complex. They were outside. She was, they were arguing. She was yelling. She was very upset. Mm-hmm. Someone called the police. And so mm-hmm. the police came, which this story is the poster child for why we need social workers, mental health professionals, 
um, as a part of the police Mm -hmm. to help when something like that goes on. So what happened is that um, when the police found her distraught outside, um, they, she wasn't particularly cooperative with them. Now let's be clear. She wasn't breaking the law. Right. They, someone had called because she was yelling, but she wasn't mm-hmm. doing anything that should have involved um, arresting her. Right. Um, when she was not cooperative with the police and when they should have known, they should, they should have been able to recognize a distraught teenager. You know, right. I think we've all met them. We've all seen them. Yeah. But they didn't identify her as being that she was just being difficult. Mm-hmm. And so they put her in handcuffs. And they wrestled her over to the car, threw her kind of up against the side of the car. She tries to get away. She's screaming, terrified, begging them to call her mother, mm-hmm. telling and, them and she's insisting a insisting that she's a minor. Yeah. Yes, that she's a minor. Please call my mom. Um, they kind of threw her down on the ground and then got her back up, got her, and then got her into the, the squad car. And she starts having a panic attack. Yeah. And she's hyperventilating and she's saying, I'm having a panic attack. I'm a minor. Please call my mom over and over and over again. Well, what did the police do? Do they call her mom? Do they call an ambulance? You know, do they get her out of the car to try to help her breathe? No, they pepper spray her in the face twice and then they close the door. So she is like hot boxing pepper spray for about 10 minutes in the, in the squad car. When she already couldn't breathe. She already couldn't breathe. She was having, she was hyperventilating and having a panic attack. So what's happening now is that uh, Amara is now uh, 19 and she is suing three Colorado Springs police officers Mm -hmm. for excessive force. Sure. Uh, Because she should be. Yeah. I'm going to show you a video of part of the of part of the event. It doesn't have any sound. So I'll just sort of talk. We'll talk over it. Um, I didn't use sound because it's incredibly distressing. And any of you that are mothers, particularly to hear a child scream and cry. And it's really upsetting to listen to for her mother. Yeah. It's awful. And I didn't think that was fair to do to people, you know. So we're just going to talk about what's happening in the video rather than have the, have the audio. So this is body cam. Well, actually this part might is, is a neighbor, I think. And then there's some body cam too, but see, they had her down there on the ground. They got her, they get her up against the side of the car. Then they get her on the ground. Then they get her inside and see she's handcuffed from behind And this is where she's screaming and crying and begging them, telling them, you know, you have my phone, call my mom. I I need my mom, call my mom. And then she just starts hyperventilating and, oh, sorry, then we're done there. Um, It's, it goes, the whole video is like 10 minutes. It's really upsetting. Um, I cannot imagine if that were my own child doing that you know in that situation no any kid it makes me absolutely sick but for her own mother i can't imagine i can't understand why she's already cuffed and in the car and now we're going to pepper spray her in the face twice to what end 
police Why? officer, one of the, an, an officer that sort of arrived at that moment named Sergeant Gregory Willelny, mm-hmm. um, says, walks up and says, has she been sprayed? And another officer, uh, Ryan Yoshimiya says, no, not yet. Um, like this is protocol. Yeah. Like they should be. And, and so then Wilhelmy says, spray her because she's yelling at them. She's <laughs> so um, Wilhelmy uh, just decides to do it again. He sprays her in the forehead and then right in the eyes and then shuts the car door. And she sits in the car for about 10 minutes. With, I mean, it could have killed her. If she'd had yeah. an attack or something, she might not yeah. have. Um, it, it was horrifying. Mm-hmm. So she is suing personally because now in Colorado, there is a new um, civil rights statute that actually allows people to sue police officers personally for excessive force. Good. So she's suing Wilhelmi, uh, Roshimiya, Yoshimiya, and another officer who was there too, Brianna Ragsdale of using excessive force, um, saying that she posed no threat to the officers because she didn't. Right. Handcuffed in the car when they pepper sprayed her. And it, she was clearly experiencing extreme emotional dis- distress. Yeah. To be treated by the paramedics eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, the police are not commenting on this, of course. Why, <laughs> why would they? Um, but it's horrifying. And this young woman has... Now, oh, the other issue that happened is that one of the officers touched her thigh. And when he touched her thigh, she freaked out and screamed, don't touch my leg. Well, she had been sexually assaulted not long before this happened. Oh. And that's why she was upset. She was talking to her boyfriend. She was really, really upset. And then the police came in and boy, did they make it worse. Oh, my God. Yeah. There was a bystander that filmed the whole thing and yelled at the police that they were taking things too hard, too far, and they need to stop. And, mm-hmm. you know, of course, they just continue abusing people because this mm-hmm. is what apparently the police do. Um, yeah. So one of the officers told her to calm down and take some deep breaths, you know, because when someone's having a full on panic attack, that works not. Yeah. Um, just it's horrifying. I. Yeah. Um, so I am really pleased that she's suing she has every right to absolutely if she doesn't win this i'll be shocked Mm -hmm. you know um it's so troubling to me that that just was their protocol answer right has she been sprayed why did she need to be sprayed you know frankly if she was cuffed did i guess but i have a couple of questions was she ever actually arrested Ultimately, yes, they arrested her for obstruction. You know, obstruction of them arresting her for nothing. Uh huh. And she pled guilty for it with a um, withheld judgment, so it didn't go uh-huh. anywhere. She was released. They took her to the police station after the paramedics released her. She wasn't there very long, and her family came and got her, and she was released that night. Sure. Uh, so it didn't really go anywhere. Um, other than to just traumatize the holy shit out of this already traumatized teenager. Mm -hmm. So apparently 
Colorado Springs Police Department has had some problems with use of force prior to this. Ah. Uh, in 2019, officers shot and killed at least five people, um, including a 19-year-old young man who police shot in the back as he was running away. Hmm. Um, uh. That shooting was a huge deal and the family settled uh, for nearly $3 million in a lawsuit over that. So clearly, you know, they've had some issues prior because mm-hmm. why anybody thought doing this to a, to a teenage kid was a good idea. I just, yeah. yeah. So now the, the police are saying they're committed to a number of reforms, including it's auditing its use of force training. Maybe <laughs> they should take out the part where they make pepper spray mandatory. Yeah. Just a thought. Um, and so we'll see. We'll see what happens with the with her uh, lawsuit. I mean, ultimately, I hope she gets um, millions of dollars. I hope she gets Me millions too. of dollars because what Me the too. hell? Yep. No, what the hell indeed. It, the fact that uh, this stuff is just allowed and treated as commonplace has to stop. And the only way it's going to mm-hmm. stop is through litigation, obviously. Mm-hmm. So, Well, and the fact that in Colorado, you can now sue an officer directly for their yeah. behavior and their choices. You think about some of the cases we've covered in the last couple of years. Mm. If the officer themselves had been a, been liable. That would have been a whole lot different. Yeah. Yep. When they don't have that protection, mm-hmm. it's a whole different deal. Yeah. So, you know, all our best to Amara. I honestly yeah. hope she gets a shit ton of money. She deserves it. And hopefully the, the thing that makes me really sick, though, is that I'm pretty sure nobody lost their job over this. Yeah. And so, you know, are those officers yeah. still cops? I don't know because it was two years ago. Mm-hmm. But should they be? Right. Are they still is- handcuffing teenagers and yeah, pepper terrorizing them? And people in the back of a police car, like, and potentially violating their rights. And mm-hmm. yeah, no, well, and just traumatizing this girl. My God, she's already been through a hell of a lot. And then now mm-hmm. she's got this trauma to deal with too. Yeah. Yeah. Not okay. Not no. okay. Not in any way. No. So we'll keep an eye on that and let you know how the lawsuit pans out. Uh, Katie, I know you're going to wrap it up for us on this episode with WTF News. I am. I'm going to introduce you to this bundle of joy right here. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that one of those spitter, spitting hoods? <laughs> oh, no. Mm. No, no. It's a beekeeper's outfit. See, I was wondering. That was one of the two. <laughs> Her name is Rory Woods. Mm. And this happened in Massachusetts, in Hadley, Massachusetts, on mm-hmm. Wednesday, October 12th. Well, Hadley, was, or Rory, was being evicted from her home. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't taking that very well. Mm-hmm. So when the authorities arrived to serve the eviction notice, mm-hmm. she went ahead and she had a bunch of people really riled up about this, that she's being treated really unfairly. And I don't know all of the details of her eviction, so I can't Mm -hmm. really speak to that, but she had people in the community that were very riled up and were there protesting 
when the police arrived to uh, essentially make her leave the premises. Mm-hmm. Well, she came barreling up, pulling in an SUV, pulling a trailer full of beehives and was dressed in protective gear, obviously, mm-hmm. and jumped out of the truck and started shaking the hives open and unleashing hundreds of bees on the officers. Oh, geez. Mm-hmm. So people are running, screaming. There's total pandemonium. Some of right. the officers were allergic. Right. You, you can never know, you know. Yep. Uh, several people were stung. And when someone said to her, what are you doing? People here are allergic to bees. She said, oh, you're allergic? Good. Wow. That wasn't good for her. <laughs> she is facing multiple assault and battery charges for doing so. Wow. That is a pretty um, specific way yeah. to protest your eviction. Like, where did the bees come from? Not sure. And also, that really sucks for the bees. Uh, yeah, that's incredibly disruptive mm-hmm. for those hives. And she easily could have killed somebody. Yeah. You know, depending on somebody's level of allergy, one person did have to be sent to the hospital and was treated and released. Um, But she also unleashed that on her whole neighborhood, not just the officers that were there, uh, who definitely did not deserve this, but also on everybody else. Uh, It seems as though she's been really, really uh, challenging, you know, Mm -hmm. and she feels to me a little like some of the other uh, people we've seen recently that... Uh, want to be sovereign citizens or some other mm-hmm. level of uh, I don't have to listen to you kind of stuff. Rules Laws are for fly. other people. Yeah, mm-hmm. that kind of routine. But anyway, thank goodness everybody's okay. Uh, but yeah, she's getting slapped with multiple assault charges for doing that. Wow. Yeah. Whew. Yikes. Well. <laughs> so there you have it. Don't do that. Yeah. But I mean, she must have been a beekeeper or something. I mean, where would you? Well, she must have. She had gear and yes. she had bees. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like I would know where to go, you know, if I wanted to get back at somebody with a hive of bees. Like, it's really bizarre. But, well, where we live, I mean, you could pull up. There's beehives all over in farmers' fields, you know. Right, but you could I mean, potentially go load some up, except for that they weigh hundreds of pounds yeah. if they were full, you know. But also, well, that would be theft as well. But. And maybe they were her hives. I don't know. But still, for that to be your modality? Yeah. I'm guessing she felt like that was an organic way to go. You know, that she'd just run them off and buy herself some more time. But uh, it didn't really work out that way because they still arrested her. And she still got evicted. And now she has a bunch of charges. So, terrible plan. Mm -hmm. Just, yeah. Not a good plan all the way around. No, no kidding. Well, thank you for that. You're welcome. Very sweet. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, this is our Monday episode. We do have yeah. uh, two more coming this week, plus our live streams. So mm-hmm. stay tuned for uh, lots more great true crime. And you know what? We are the True Crime Squad. Thanks for being here. Take care. Take care.